Welcome to Tea, Toast, and Trivia. Thank you for listening in. I am joined by my sister Sarah and my mother Frances as we consider the idea of what is called a multiplier effect, which suggests there are ways to boost our personal productivity. If we adopt efficiency strategies, such as learning to prioritize our day, eliminate non-essential duties, or simply delegate or delay tasks, will we improve our lives? Will we achieve a higher level of effectiveness? So put the kettle on and add to the conversation. We would love to hear your thoughts on tea, ToastTrivia.com. I am your host, Rebecca Budd, and I am looking forward to sharing this moment with you. Hello, it's Rebecca from Tea, Toast, and Trivia with the trio, Francis, my mother, Sarah, my sister, and we have something today, as usual, always Always a good conversation, and we love to talk about multiplier effects. Have you ever heard of multiplier? Is it multiplier effects, Sarah? Well, that's what I've heard. I've heard many, many (laughs) things. Basically, it's really all about making the most productive use of your time, and how basically can you go about doing that? Mom, (laughs) is that what you heard? Well, it seems something familiar uh, about those words. Uh, We all talk about time management, and a lot of it is basically that, time management. I think we have actually touched on this in in previous podcasts. We always touch on it. We always touch on it because life is busy. We are living in, in a society where we equate our value based on how much we have in terms of our output. Why don't you frame the conversation with some of the things that you've been thinking about? Well, some of the things I have been thinking about is, do we really need to force every little bit of productivity and every second of our time and then account for it? Do you know, I have been told sometimes in my previous life, and I'm sure everyone has. Now, we're going to take a measurement today of how much you accomplished. So every time you do something, you're supposed to write it down and say to them how long it took you. I, I find that counterproductive. It's it's a way of measurement to say, ooh, we better, but, but maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I should be looking at it more holistically. What do you think? Well, well, you know, it's interesting uh, because a lot of people talk about KPIs and, you know. What's KPIs? Key productivity indexes or some such things. I don't know. There's, you know, all the, all this language. Um, and But I, I go back to the fact because you, you touched on something. I was going to go in a different direction, but now you've touched on something that really resonated with me. When is enough enough? And I was just actually listening to a podcast and I, I got... Oh, was it our podcast, Sarah? No, but but it will be because that's where we're going with this conversation. Um, I was listening to a podcast and um, it referenced a book that I've now put on my reading list. And it was a conversation about, you know, ambition and when is enough enough? When is 
uh, productivity and what are the tasks that we're doing? When, it, when does it become actually counterintuitive? You know, if we have this huge ambition and we achieve all these wonderful goals with our life and we're so driven and we're so performance oriented and we have all of these things, but yet when do we step back and we talk and, and talk about the, the time that we are really investing in the things that are of most value to us, our, our family, our friends, our loved ones, and, and doing the things that we really enjoy doing. So when you tweaked on this whole conversation or you introduced the concept of, you know, productivity and every, uh, you know, minute must be accounted for, it it really suggests to me that, you know, is our priorities straight? Well, maybe we've been a product of the Industrial Revolution. You know, that was all about productivity. That says that if you have uh, output to input, and how, how that mechanism worked. Mom, you saw it from a perspective of farming. You saw a seed being planted, and then you had it harvesting. How did it work for you? No matter where you are and what you have to do, you have to start with number one and just keep going and doing the things that need to be done. <clears throat> Uh, when I worked, I had this pile of stuff on my desk in the morning, plus telephone calls. Now, you had to keep at that to get it done, and that's fine. That's why you're paid. But in real life, you have to watch what you do and how you do it so you have time for yourself, for your loved ones, and I love to do little crafty things. Well, do you uh, delegate time for that? Or is it something that you can just leave go because you're too busy with other things? Who determines the number one task in our lives? Well, well, then that's a good question because do we self-determine or are we driven because of expectations of those around us? You know, do we, is there an expectation for success and what, and what, what does success look like? Um, is it success in terms of money? Is it success in terms of position? Um, I think that that's really comes down to the question of why, why do you do what you do? And Simon Sinek has these wonderful, wonderful things on why. And, but I think that's part of it is, is that what, what drives you? What are your values? What are your goals? And what is important to you? Okay. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Do you know how to eliminate tasks infringing on your personal time? Have you eliminated tasks or have you Embraced new tasks. <laughs> I I do know that you can spend hours cleaning house, and then <laughs> you can spend the same hours, you know, again cleaning house. Uh, you know what are the things that are really important? Is uh, every bit of dust out of your house that important? Um, anyway, I think you can elevate some tasks to more value than they deserve. I think that's an excellent point. Well, and that's why my house is never dusted. <laughs> because I haven't elevated it <laughs> to a priority. I, I'm going to use that now. So when my husband says, well, isn't it dusted? It's not a priority. It's not elevated to a priority. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to go to the next one. Can it be delegated? And how do you delegate? And especially, can you automate 
So can you automate dusting? I, I, <laughs> well, but, I can delegate it to my husband, but I'm not sure that it would rise to his level of priority either. <laughs> you know, the idea now is that we can automate a lot of things. And it, it's true. We have a microwave. We have... All, remember, I know you love your, your wonderful uh, stove when you were in the 1930s and 1940s. That They always came through that big... Uh, yes, the range. The, the range. It heated the kitchen plus doing everything else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but now we have we have these things in our in our lives that says Siri or uh, Google or Hey Google and everything comes to you right at an instant. Have we delegated the proper things to these tap uh, these automations? Well, I you know, I don't know if we have delegated the um the proper things to them. I think that we have given them too much power, though. Um, and I say this from the from the perspective of a person who uses a lot of technology. Oh, you do, Sarah. That is very true. But yeah. you use it judiciously. Well, I'd like to think I do. I'd like to think I do. But I think that sometimes it becomes the center. Um, can we find an app to do it? You know, how can we automate it? I, you know, I think there are some tasks that you shouldn't automate because I think the personal touch is really important. Um, I've now taken to in my emails, putting a little disclaimer at the bottom of all my emails saying, sorry for the brevity, but if you really want to have a real conversation, let's set up a time to meet. Because email has become a mechanism for us to be able to marginalize people, to distance them. when we Without without even wanting to do that without wanting to it's because it's back to the productivity how many people can you contact in a day well if you pick up a phone or make a meeting um you can't have that as many connections as you can with email i think that technology it sometimes replaces the very thing that is the most important thing and that's the human contact one person told me that we need to have time to think to daydream, to have ideas percolate. And we can't do that when our mind is fully engaged in a task. And yeah. a lot of times, because of my drive to get lots of, live big lives. And you know, mm -hmm. when we live big lives, we wanna get as much as we can in there. So the productivity of even a living a big life is in question. We need to set time aside for us for thinking. And uh, I think there's an app for that, too, Sarah. <laughs> uh, but, but the idea is, is that we think that we're wasting time when we are allowed to daydream and think. But I've heard that that is our most productive time. Absolutely. Well, I speak from a time of, well, I'm of age. Uh, you know, I'm... A wonderful age. <laughs> <laughs> but... A lot of what I live is just practical living, and I like time for myself. I like time for reading. I like time for just being quiet. Um, and I have little schedules in the morning that I follow very carefully because if I arrange my life a certain way in the morning, then I have time for quiet time. If I arrange my time when I get home in a certain way, I have time for my crafts. So to me, uh, living productive and using time wisely uh, is 
connected with a lot of scheduling of my time. It enables you to do what you want, and it's important. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's it's interesting because I think that we're, we're going to have to pick up the conversation in a later. Uh, we like to pick up conversations. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we've talked about time being the measurement by which we um, quantify our productivity. But, you know, we're not in the time economy anymore. We're in the knowledge economy. And it used to be that, you know, if you wanted to be more productive or do more things, you just used your time differently and more wisely but it's not that way anymore now you know productivity is the correlation of time energy and attentiveness and without time away from that break that you just talked about Rebecca you don't have the energy to be able to make your the time that you put into tasks productive you need to eat well you need to have the breaks. You need to be able to take the time to be able to spend it on those things that are actually aligned with your values. And and it comes back again to the why. Why do we do what we do? What is it that drives us? And and how we use our time, how we use our time and how we uh, arrange it in the morning. Like you arranging it in the morning, mom. Um, that's important to you. That's a core of your value because it allows you to be able to live the values that are that that you have isolated mm -hmm. as being the most important thing. So, you know, it's a conversation that's ongoing and I don't think we ever completely arrive at the perfect formula. Well, and it's I, I agree. And I think it's an internal conversation. First and foremost, we can we can listen to all the good reports and tell, you know, you have all those memes and you have all those quotes. It is easier to read those quotes than live those quotes. Oh, absolutely. So uh, to me, for me, the beginning is an internal conversation, but it is also a conversation in community. We are a community of three. There are many communities out there that are compassionate and life-affirming, and we need to access them. Mm -hmm. We need to give those, those things time, too. And you're right, Sarah. It's time to go and say goodbye, but it is a continuing conversation. So thanks everyone for being here with us, for being present, for being part of our community. We look forward to your insights on teatoasttrivia.com. Until then, safe travels wherever your adventures take you. Thank you for joining Francis Sarah and me on Tea, Toast, and Trivia. One last thought before we go is by Eleanor Roosevelt. She said, The purpose of life is to live it, to taste experience to the utmost, to reach out eagerly and without fear for newer and richer experience. Until next time, dear friends, safe travels wherever your adventures take you.